Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Today is my last day talking to Takia Ross, the owner of Accessmatized. In our last episode, she tells me the story of how a local policy technicality paired with bad information severely damaged an arm of her business. As business owners, we have to look at our local, state, and federal laws as they impact us, not just on a personal level, but also on a professional level. What Takia experienced was largely due to outdated policies and outdated technology. And at the end of it, I'm willing to bet that the local government had spent just as much on her case as if they had actually updated everything. But I won't try and ruin it anymore. Let's listen in. Okay, so this is our last episode together. And I know it's just gone by so fast, but I think this episode is definitely going to get some attention. I think, I think this is going to be something that people are going to easily be able to kind of commiserate over just because we are talking today about local state and federal policies and procedures that negatively affect small businesses. And we've seen some of this play out in the PPP loans and all this other stuff. And you know, my mm-hmm. husband and I have talked about it, but you mentioned that these policies can harm small businesses. I was just wondering if you could give me kind of an example because humans love stories and stories are what they remember. Okay, no problem. So we all know about the PPP situation and the debacle. So I'm not going to bring that up just yet, but I am going to share back in um, January of 2018, I got a parking ticket on my on my bus on Pretty Mobile. I got a parking ticket on Pretty Mobile. And the parking ticket had an error. So the parking ticket didn't, um, it was the wrong tag. Uh, they had the wrong expiration date on the ticket. They said my tags were expired and they weren't. I got the ticket and I battled with the city about the ticket because I'm like, I'm not paying this ticket. You know, the ticket is wrong. You know, my tags don't expire, blah, 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 you know. And okay, so, they so you me, were parked where you were supposed to be parked, parked but they gave you a ticket for expired tags. Yes, they gave me a that weren't expired. expired that weren't expired. Yes. Okay. So you know, and I'm like, no. Now this, you know, the ticket. By the time I had realized it, the ticket had, you know, get all of those fees. So it was like hundreds of dollars. So I'm like, no, you know, I'm not paying this. And they were like, well, in order for you to fight it in court, you got to pay the ticket first, and then you can go to court. So I'm like, no, what? I'm not going to do that. So. Yeah, so, you know, you know, months have been going past. Then we began construction where my studio is. So we began construction, and we were physically unable to move any of our vehicles. It was an emergency construction, and they had dug up all around our, but they were still giving us tickets. So our vehicles were still being ticketed, though we were physically, because the streets were blocked off, we were physically unable to move the vehicles. You could walk on the street, but you couldn't drive off, you know, you know, so so they were doing emergency construction and didn't tell you to come move your vehicles because it was an emergency. It was an emergency. You repeated. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's absurd. So probably maybe about, you know, toward the end of it, we were able to move our vehicles off and I moved my vehicle and they came and impounded my vehicle because they had given all of the tickets. Right. They had given all these tickets. So they had impounded my vehicle. And so for for about six, eight months, we were battling with the city of Baltimore over the parking tickets and the impounding of the vehicle. We had in total about seven or eight parking tickets. 
Um, we went to court for all of them and we were found guilty, not guilty, not guilty okay. for every parking ticket that we got, not guilty. Um, we went to the impound yard to pick up our pretty mobile and it had been destroyed. And the city said that they weren't going to pay for it. What? So, yes. So even though it was destroyed, it was vandalized. So it wasn't on like their it, property. On their property. Mm hmm. Yeah. So it was vandalized. And we have pictures and video of it where literally it was gutted. Like the entire mobile unit was gutted. Everything was gone. So, you know, when I say that, I'm very, I, I, I mean, and I tell that story because you shouldn't lose your business over a parking ticket. Now, I'm fortunate that I had other avenues, but imagine if you were a food truck and that was your only way. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you finally Imagine win, that, but you lose. Right. Like, I got everything. You know what I mean? I did everything. I went to court. I battled it in court. And so a lot of times what you're seeing is people, one, the policies and procedures being outdated, right? That's one. And then two, people are being penalized for being poor. So you're being yeah. penalized because of your inability to pay and then go to court and fight them and for them to find you not guilty and then they'll give you your money back. Right. So but obviously not paying for your vehicle, which wouldn't have been right. destroyed if there hadn't right. been a technicality in the first place. Right. And then yeah. when you look at today's technology and how fast it can move and how I can call you from the middle of the desert, like yeah. it does not make any sense at all that somebody couldn't easily check to see if your tags weren't expired or are, right. you know, whatever from, from the system. Right. There, there, right. There's no reason at all why that should have turned into a whole court thing. Like if you think about the ways that we use technology now where uh, we have drones in warehouses that can instantly scan a, a small, you know, RFID tag on a pallet and communicate mm -hmm. that information all the way around the world. But you have to go all the way to court, wasting your time, everybody's time who's even in the court yeah. space just for you to be found not guilty is completely absurd. Mm -hmm. It sounds like some of these local state federal governments need to look at more consulting, you know, technology <laughs> consulting, process yeah. management firms, mm -hmm. something, mm -hmm. because that that is awful. Yeah. <laughs> that is it, terrible. It is. But many, but a lot of small business owners are facing this. A lot of not just our, you know, not just the citizenry, our community members, because it's happening to them as well. You know yeah. what I mean? But small business owners, people are losing property and their livelihoods over technicalities like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and some people can't bounce back from it. And so right, that's yeah. what we're seeing a lot of is we're seeing people and okay, mine was a vehicle, you know what I mean? And so we still have to go to court about this vehicle. People are losing their homes, right? In, yeah. in tax sales because they didn't pay their water bill. You know, people are losing, you know, homes and property because you know what I mean? Um, they weren't able to fix their property in a, in a time frame that they, you know, like a small yeah. thing that we could work together to, you know, really keep. And, and this is what's preventing a lot of, you know, neighborhoods where people of color reside from passing along generational wealth to their families. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because 
If you're if you're taking my home, that's something I could have passed down for generations to my family, and it could have continued to bring us be a source of wealth for us. You know, for me, I lost a business, a piece of my business was gone, and then I couldn't market it. Like you know, I can't make money now because you took a piece of my business, and you shouldn't have. And all you can say in the process is, I apologize. So these are the types of things that we're seeing. And it's not just like the PPP process exacerbated the challenges that many small businesses are facing. And when I say small businesses, guys, I'm not talking about that 500 or less because that's the definition of a small business is any business that's have 500 or less employees. Well, that could be an Under Armour. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Is. That could be. You know what I mean? Like you telling me that you're putting me in the same category as an Under Armour. You know what I mean? As a business that has 500 employees and I am a solopreneur. For you to put us all in this hole, like, and they're all small businesses. No, that's apples and oranges. That's another thing that we need to bring up. And we have to be willing to do the work and the advocacy required to bring, to highlight those types of things. Like you telling me, even a business that has 50 people, right? Like these PPP loans were available to businesses that had 50 or less, right? So if, if Shake Shack can get it, but, <laughs> but the mom and pop store on the corner couldn't. Right, yeah. So and, it's and like all the hotels to, when you look at the yes, hotels. Like we, and, have, we have to think about that. We have to think about the definitions of small businesses. The fact that in real life, as if you think about doing your taxes, LLCs, sole proprietorships are basically pass through organizations. Like yes. that's it's basically you. Like yep. so it there's no there's no designation between your LLC and you. It's it's you. You are. It's just a pass through to you. Yeah, you know? I mean it's and a so, it's a shield. I'm trying to protect my house and stuff. Don't come from my house right. or anything yes. crazy. But yeah, that's but absolutely right. The thing about it is you have to make sure that you are separating your business from your personal. Because even if you have an LLC, if you use your business account or if you're not, you know, accurately accounting for your business finances and separating it from your personal finances, even if you have an LLC, they can still come after you because you have not clearly defined that yes. I am not my business. And so That's those right. are things that we're not, you don't learn about until it happens to you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like you don't you don't learn about it. It took me fifteen minutes to get my LLC. Fifteen. Yeah, well, it didn't take long. It didn't take long. I wasn't happy that they automatically expedited it and therefore automatically charged me extra money. But yeah. that's true. It did not take long. Yeah. It that doesn't was rude. Take long. I was not pleased about that. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like, but you don't get any information about what it means to be an LLC. You know what yeah. I mean? Like what? And so we have to do a better job of, you know, one, knowing. So on our end, knowing what it means, like doing the research and knowing what the policies and procedures are around the things that we plan on doing. So if you haven't become acquainted with your zoning, you know, board, your parking, your DLLR, you know, the Department of Public Works and all of that stuff, like we don't think it matters. All of that matters. You put a decal on your car, you now have a commercial vehicle and you can't park in some places. 